Hi, everybody. It's uh, Joe Chaffee here on this Thursday afternoon, uh, just a little bit past 3.30 Eastern Time on the 30th of July. Just want to really quickly touch upon uh, some short-range weather, and then we're going to get into Tropical Storm Isaias uh, as it uh, continues to move along uh, to the northwest, and we'll get to that in one second. First off, we do have a marginal risk of severe weather that's indicated by the Storm Prediction Center. Uh, and that extends down from New Hampshire and just touches Maine and moves all the way southwest into Virginia and West Virginia and includes everybody in between. I'm not really expecting widespread severe weather this evening. There are some scattered showers and storms that are popping up on the radar to the north. You can see them here as of uh, 3.30 in upstate New York and in through New England, but we're not seeing any kind of impressive line that's developing, and I don't think we will. I'm a little more interested, though, in the area of showers and storms that are back through West Virginia, Kentucky, Ohio, and Indiana, and Illinois. That area is moving eastward. We're going to get this front to push on through tonight, and then a wave of low pressure is going to go by and bring the, the shower activity eastward. And I think we're going to get into some of this during the early morning hours on Friday and then maybe lasting into the first part of Friday for areas in eastern Pennsylvania to southern New England. There'll be some uh, down, uh, heavy downpours in the mix. Not everybody is going to get a soaking rain out of this. Uh, there will be some areas that will get far less. Okay, so I want to move along, and now let's go to uh, Isaias, which on the uh, satellite is uh, still sitting uh, where it is. Uh, this is the picture. Uh, going back to yesterday when, when it was just starting uh, to uh, organize. And uh, we have seen it uh, get much better organized since then. Uh, the issue right now is the fact that the center of circulation is sitting right on the Dominican Republic, uh, right there. You can see it uh, that swirl moving over the eastern part of the island. And what we're going to watch for, and this is still a problem with regards to the forecast, where you start the storm out, where you initialize the storm, has a big bearing on how the models handle it. So one of the things that we're going to look at is all the convection that is north of the island, and there is quite a bit of it there. It has been expanding uh, during this morning and this afternoon, that we could see the center probably reform out in the coastal waters. So that might impact what the models do with this uh, down the road. So uh, let's move on to those models. I want to show you the hurricane tracking models. These are the new ones that just came out uh, just uh, a few minutes ago. And you see them tightly clustered through the Bahamas, uh, then uh, just uh, missing the Florida East Coast. All of the hurricane tracking models, except for one, keep this just east of the Florida coast. And then it makes that solid uh, turn to the north and then north-northeast uh, coming ashore in the coastal Carolinas. And then from there, moving north-northeastward, passing just east of New Jersey and south of Long Island. It's fairly close here. And these tracks, if they verify, would likely result in some weather go uh, from this tropical system. Also, there's some question, by the way, regards to re regards to whether this is going to be anything more than a tropical storm and whether it will strengthen to a hurricane. 
that's still a, a dicey proposition. We're going to have to see what happens once it emerges from the Dominican Republic. And we've been saying that the last couple of days. Is the, is the circulation of the storm going to be intact? Uh, is it going to have to uh, do a little bit of a repair job when it goes offshore? If it comes out in one piece and starts to move toward the Bahamas, then I think you could see some gradual strengthening and the possibility that it could reach a, a minimal hurricane uh, in this uh, zone here off the southeast coast of the United States, as long as the upper air winds aren't uh, overly uh, hostile. In the meantime, just want to show you that the GFS model, interestingly enough, and so has the European, by the way, and we'll get to that, uh, the GFS model has really uh, tightened itself up on the ensembles and the mean track has actually shifted to the west over the last 24 hours. So if you follow the mean track along, uh, it brings it inland into North Carolina, then offshore off the uh, Virginia coast, and then just passes barely east of uh, coastal New Jersey and touches eastern Long Island and into southeastern New England. And the uh, the timing on this uh, would be... Um, this the 120-hour position is Monday morning. The 144-hour position is Tuesday morning. So uh, this this is going to be this would be an event for uh, Monday. I don't see any issues here over the weekend. So if you've got weekend plans or weekend things to do, uh, or maybe you're just laying around, I don't think you're going to have any problem. Here's a here's the uh, interactive uh, forecast map from the Hurricane Center, their official forecast. And uh, you see Puerto Rico, you see Cuba. Uh, it, I'm sorry, the Dominican Republic in Cuba bypasses the, the uh, uh, it bypasses Cuba. The warnings that are up for the Bahamas, watches up for the Northern Bahamas. And now we'll see if well, the Hurricane Center puts up a, any kind of tropical storm watch for South Florida uh, in its next advisory. And then you see the turn uh, skimming the North Carolina coast, and their 120-hour forecast has it uh, off the Delaware coast by less than 100 miles. So this is uh, close, uh, uh, of course, close enough to the coast. If you want to extrapolate it, this out, just to draw this, it would probably stay on this kind of almost straight line track, and that would take it to southeastern New England uh, on the uh, on the next jump. That position, by the way, uh, on the uh, on the Hurricane Center's map is for uh, 12, uh, 8 a.m. Tuesday. They were a little bit slower with the, uh, with the overall track here than uh, what the, uh, the GFS is implying. Uh, it's a little bit, uh, a little bit slower, uh, but you see how, they, how it shows up on this particular map uh, with the, the track and then swinging around. And they keep it as a tropical storm, by the way, all the way through. They do not strengthen this uh, to a hurricane. They do talk about it in their discussion, of the possibility that we could see this strengthening, uh, but uh, there are uh, the issues that I mentioned earlier regarding to whether the uh, core of the storm uh, remains intact, or are we going to run into uh, some hostile upper air wind conditions or not? So the, those are those are the variables uh, in play. Now here's what the GFS does with this, and I'm going to run the overnight run. This is one of the overnight runs first. And you see it there off the Florida coast, um, passes offshore, uh, hard to, doesn't really handle it all that well, then just kind of skims the North Carolina coast and, and passes well out to the east-northeast from there. So the overnight run was a little bit flatter. Uh, we're going to still see some model variations on this. And the new run 
<coughs> was much closer to the coast. I'm showing you, by the way, on this map, this is what the GFS sees as its radar view, uh, as opposed to seeing total rainfall. But the, the, notice it's a small system. This is not a big system. You know, when you look at it on the satellite, it looks big. In reality, big. In reality it's a rather small cyclone. So uh, its impacts are probably going to be limited to an extent uh, to just a small area near the coast. It, it brings it to the North Carolina coast Monday afternoon, off the New Jersey coast early Tuesday morning, and you see the area of rain that comes up through New Jersey and Long Island, and then heads toward uh, Nantucket uh, and Cape Cod by the time we get to Tuesday morning. So this would be a, this would be a Monday, later Monday, Monday night into early Tuesday event per the GFS. The European was um, rather interesting uh, today. It uh, actually was fairly dynamic. And I guess that that means that we should pay a, a little bit more attention here because of the fact that the European uh, is showing a little bit more of a, of an, of a stronger system, uh, actually touches the Florida East Coast, and then moves on Tuesday morning from near Wilmington, North Carolina, uh, as a strong tropical storm or possibly even a minimal hurricane. And by Wednesday morning, it's sitting in Connecticut. So if you draw a straight line track with this on the surface, uh, we're talking about a storm that's likely going to uh, move uh, pretty much right along the immediate coast uh, in this fashion. Uh, comes up, touches the Florida coast, and then goes into North Carolina uh, early Tuesday, and then keeps on going. The timing is going to is is, uh, is is obviously an issue here too. The models seem to want to slow this down. Uh, the system is still moving it along at a reasonably strong clip, uh, so uh, you uh, will have to see if it does slow down. And if it does, uh, then uh, we'll have to adjust the the timing on this going forward. Now, what's going on with the upper air? Because at the end of the day, that really is uh, the bottom line. And we've been saying how we have this this uh, very strong upper ridge, the ridge that's up along the east coast, uh, off the east coast. You see it here, the western edge of it. It's fairly strong, but you have this very deep trough that drops down from the Great Lakes all the way down to the Gulf States. It's very unusual to see a trough this strong and this far south during the uh, first part of August. And that creates a south-southwest flow along the eastern seaboard. The uh, European has been, of all the models, it's been the most dynamic with this upper system that's swinging into the Great Lakes. And you see how it wraps up that cutoff low over the Great Lakes. That's a strong upper air feature. Uh, it would also introduce the possibility that uh, you get a little bit of an extra zing of energy as it moves northward because of the fact that you've got all this um, uh, non-tropical, all these non-tropical dynamics that are at play when you have a strong upper air storm like this dropping down into the Great Lakes, and then eventually just kind of uh, kicks it on out to the northeast, and of course, uh, it is gone. The uh, upper air on the, the GFS, I'm going to use the GFS, the parallel GFS. What that is, is the, the uh, it's going to be the new GFS. It's the upgraded version of the current one, and they're running it side by side in the meantime. The parallel GFS looks not that different, uh, not that much different from the European, other than the fact that the European is a little bit deeper with this uh, this trough feature. 
that's I just drew the that's the the upper air from the European that I drew on the map earlier, and of course I have it overlaid now on the GFS. You see how the GFS has the winds in the upper atmosphere maybe a little bit flatter, uh, but still the 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 uh, ridge off the east coast on the GFS is every bit as strong as it is on the European, and that's probably one of the reasons why you get this uh, driven up. Uh, up the coast the way it does, and the parallel GFS. This is Monday afternoon at one o'clock, uh, two o'clock Monday afternoon, right along the outer banks of North Carolina, and then passes just east of New Jersey, south of Long Island. It has that flat, slightly flatter flow uh, on the on the uh, on the parallel uh, GFS. The flow is a little bit flatter, and as a result. Uh, the track is a, is more uh, northeast than north northeast, as what we saw on the on the European. So this trough, this whole trough, is really going to finally, at the end of the day, the strength of that trough, the orientation of that trough, will ultimately determine uh, where uh, Isaias winds up. Does it move? Does it rocket ship up the coast eventually, north northeastward, uh, and uh, tracks uh, right along the immediate coast, or do we get something that's uh, bent a little bit further south and east that has far less impact. Those are, those are among the many questions that we still have yet to resolve. I, I wish I could come on and say right now which way this is going to go. Uh, the Weather Prediction Center, by the way, uh, is uh, actually fairly bullish on the rainfall here. It has a, quite a bit of rain being generated uh, over the next seven days of two and a half to four inches of rain from southern New England uh, right down through eastern Pennsylvania, New Jersey, into Delaware, Maryland, and Virginia. And, of course, you also see what it shows off the Florida coast and in South Florida and then along the North Carolina coast and points northward. So you know, I look at this and I'm thinking that the Weather Prediction Center folks have also perhaps adjusted things a little bit further to the to the left or a little bit further west. Uh, will uh, you know, I kind of think that their their idea of a track is uh, sort of like the, the wait. Let me let me fix it up here. So comes up through the Bahamas, moves up through Florida, skims the North Carolina coast, and then just offshore, perhaps uh, moving on up toward the Northeast, uh, coming very close to Long Island. So uh, we're a day closer to figuring this out. Uh, we. Um, We'll have the uh, 5 o'clock Hurricane Center update, and then we'll have our regular 7 o'clock Joe and Joe weather show. Uh, the um, uh, the variables are a little clearer today, but I, I, we're going to need at least another 48 hours to probably uh, get them to be even, even clearer. But it, it, I, I think in summary, to say that the risks for the East Coast are growing at this point is a fair statement. And we're talking about no issues through the weekend, and it would probably be at the earliest late Monday, later Monday, Monday night uh, into Tuesday for something to happen up in our neck of the woods. So we'll see you tonight at 7 o'clock Eastern time on the Joe and Joe Weather Show. I'm trying to get meteorologist Bill Goodman uh, to join us. So he may have a slight scheduling conflict, but he said he would try, and hopefully he'll be able to be on the show and uh, put in his uh, uh, two cents on how uh, this is all going to play out. Uh, we'll, uh, we'll hopefully see you tonight.